All right, you may be seated. Dude, I'm so excited about today. Like, yes. First service was good, but I'm anticipating something special this service. And uh, looking around the room, I think a lot of you guys are going to like where, uh, where God's led me today. Um, and so uh, if you're anything like me, you've already picked out something special on the stage. And so, <laughs> yeah, the people are laughing that know what I'm talking about. But hey, uh, I, I want to jump straight into scripture today, and then we'll, we'll backtrack a little bit. But, but here's, here's, here's where we're starting at. Check this out. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, right? And so, man, could you imagine a body with a bunch of arms? It would be crazy. You'd be an octopus, right? I mean, I, think, I don't think I'm wrong. And so uh, this is talking about what it takes right now to become and be a part and membership at Movement Church. You've been through it. You've gone through the class. You've heard me talk. You've heard me share about all these different things. But here's the true reality of where we're at right now. We learned about what it takes to exchange the old for the new. But after you exchange that, you've got to do something with that, right? And so today we're talking about engage. What it takes to engage in ministry. Listen, I'm not the only one here called to ministry. That's the reality of it. You guys are all called into ministry. But your ministry looks very different depending on who you are. Uh, I didn't share this first service, but I'm going to share it this time. A uh, kid that used to be in my youth group, um, he, uh, we, were, we were at this retreat, and uh, the, the dude never talked. Like, point blank, never talked. He was worse than Ethan. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and so we're sitting here together, and I said, what's God calling you to? And, and, and one of the girls was like, I feel like he's calling me to be a youth pastor. Like, praise Jesus. Like, that's really stinking cool. Like, awesome. And then, and then uh, it gets to him, and he's like, check this out. This is good stuff. He was like 16. He goes, he had a real deep voice. I'm not even going to try it. Like, he's like, God's calling me into ministry. And I was like, that's awesome, man. And I'm like, what's he calling you into? He goes, God's, God's calling me to work on cars. I said, yeah, that's awesome. He goes, I'm going to work on cars, and through cars, I'm going to be able to share the gospel with a bunch of people that normally don't get to hear the gospel. Like, what? You're 16 years old. Never make a comment. And all of a sudden, this is coming out? You've been saving this for this long? Like, come on, dude. But this is the reality of it, is that our ministries are all going to look different. Our gifts all look different. So here it is. This is where I saw a lot of you. You peeked up. You're like, yes, this is happening today. Baseball. Love it. I coach it. F major, 11, 12-year-old kids. That's about the age group, right? Like the A-ball kids, the T-ball kids. Uh-uh. You couldn't pay me enough money on that one. But F major, like they start to actually pitch. They actually start to, to play baseball. They have 37 errors a game. Um, literally, scorecard, more ease than, than hits. But it's a great league because you get to develop their talents. So here's the reality of it. So uh, we started uh, about a month ago, maybe a little over a month ago. And first practice, I asked the question, how many of you are pitchers? Look at that. One hand goes up. How many of you are pitchers? Ten hands go up. One kid was just point blank honest with himself. He's like, I'm not. The rest of them, ten hands go up. Well, we get ready, we're, we're practicing, and, and one of the first things I did was we, we put them on the mound. And all I wanted to see, I wanted to see their mechanics, I wanted to see how they worked, I wanted to see how they threw, 
We had this one kid, God bless him. He just, he'd come back, he'd throw the ball, and just like, then he'd make the plate. And uh, dude knew he didn't have a future in pitching, but what he found out was that he had a future in, in catching. So he wanted to pitch because it's the cool position. You're in the middle of everybody. Everybody sees you. You control the game. But then all of a sudden, he's like, oh, man, like, I put one of these on. I'm solid. All right. Can't throw to second base. I'm not going to say he can throw to second base now. I know that's what you guys were wondering. Is the dude throwing people out of second? No. 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 Let, let me share. I'm going to share a secret with you real quick. So, because uh, I don't see any opposing coaches in here. We do not throw the ball to second base after warm-ups. Because I want that element of surprise. Not on, the, not on like he's going to pick them off, but the element of surprise that it ain't going to get there. Uh, <laughs> and so, um, so, so, dude, he does, he does good. Like, all of a sudden, he, he realizes that. And so we start to work on, on different pictures and the way that it looks. And then we realize that some of these kids, you know, uh, they're better at first base because they, they know how to play. They know how to straddle the base. They know how to catch the ball. They know how to come off the base to make the play. Um, and then you've got second base. You've got short stops. You've got third base. And I, I shared this earlier, man. Brittany's in here. God bless softball players. Women's softball, craziest sport in the world. Like that third baseman, they play like 15 feet from the batter. Like, you know what that is? That's like, I want to meet Jesus sooner. And uh, you get right there. And they're crazy. But it takes a certain person to do that. How many of y'all in here are going to stand 15 feet from a batter getting ready to hit a ball at your face? None of you. Yeah, Jeff says he is. We'll try that at practice today. So we figure these different things out, okay? So, so for me, here's my weakness. I can't, I can't play outfield, like point blank. Like if the ball's up in the infield, it just pops straight up, like I'm good right here, Boom. But if I'm out here and I'm reading it, oh, no, I'm screaming at myself. Like, I'm that coach. I'm going to yell at myself for that because here's what they do, right? Baseball knowledge. If you don't know this yet, you're going to know this now, okay? Write this down. First step in the outfield is always back, okay? I'm that guy. Oh, whoa, hey, whoa, like, and I'm screaming at myself like, dude, go backwards first. Like, what are you doing? And I'm always doing stuff like that. So what does that mean to engage in ministry? It's that a lot of times we find ourselves in places that we see these special spots. Touched it. Pastor Jules told me not to touch her keyboard last service. You see her back here playing effortlessly. You hear her singing. I think you said doo doo today singing. I'm just saying. And uh, you see her singing. It's like, hey, I can do that. I can do that because you sing in the shower and you think it sounds really good. God hasn't called everybody to sing. I'm telling you that right now. Okay? I'm telling you that right now. You have gifts in other places. Some of us, uh, you know, you might, you might get into a spot where you know that somebody really needs you. Somebody really needs your hand. Somebody really needs prayer and you get close to doing it and you just kind of you freeze it's like ooh, like I, I just don't know what to say i don't know what to pray i don't know what to do where other people it's like second nature boom 
hand, we're praying. Let's talk. Let's work through this. Because God has given us all a different gift, a different talent that we need to use. If we were all given the same talent, we were all given the same gift, we'd be terrible. Could you imagine if we had a bunch of jewels? I'd go insane. But here's the thing, like, that's, I love how God uses us. But here's the other part of this, okay? It's kind of a twofold thing, because uh, you're going to hear me on this, and, and you're going to be like, I've been there. God gives you a unique gift. But then all of a sudden, you can't measure up to somebody else's gift that God's given them. So we go back to this example. I've got a few pictures on my team. I'm going to share three of them, okay? Share three of them. Peyton, heck of a ball player. Like, kid can pitch. This year, he learned what velocity is. Um, He drives his grandpa insane when he does this, like, he calls it a change-up. But it ain't a change-up. He just, like, lobs it in there. Um, That's not a change-up. But he does does those, like, solid pitcher. When When he throws the ball in there, ain't nobody hitting him. And then all of a sudden, you go from that... So now we have this, this other kid, and, and the kid can't, he can't bring his arm back. I don't know if it doesn't work that way, but, like, he doesn't come back here. He just, like, stops here and just, he's like T-Rex arms or something. And so he just, but he fires it in there, and it comes in, and, and because it's a little bit sidearm, like, it just comes in at a little bit different of an angle, and, and it drives the batters insane. And then we have this third pitcher that we found out. Kids never played baseball in his life, but we found out he can throw strike after strike after strike. And I'm going to give you, like, straight up, true reality of what his pitch looks like. Okay? You ready? Right there. That's live action pitch. (laughs) But nobody can hit it because everybody's loading up. They're like, oh, here we go. Here we go. They're, like, getting ready. They're, They're even looking at, like, running to the ball. And nobody can hit it. Three different pitchers, three different talents, three different deliveries. But they are all successful and what it is that they're setting out to do. That's what it's all about in the church. So if you compare yourself to others, if, if, if my dude that just lobs it in there would compare himself to Peyton, all of a sudden he's getting down on himself because he's not throwing with velocity, he's not throwing with speed, he's just kind of finessing it in there. And so now all of a sudden he can get down on himself really quick and kick himself over that. But he doesn't because he knows that he is unique in what it is that he does and how it is that he throws. And so I challenge you today to engaging. Engage in what it is that God has given you. Here in a little bit, we're going to, uh, we're going to recite a membership pledge, and we're going to say this is what we're all about, and it's all about using your gifts, your talents, to better the kingdom. I want to read a story to you, Okay. Um, this is in Matthew 25, it starts at verse 14. I'm going to read the message version because uh, it brings it back more to like today. Um, it's like this. It's also like a man going off on a, whoa, dude. That, yeah, that's the right one. Is that the right one? I don't know. You're not listening? <laughs> Shame on you. We'll have a talk after this is over. It was the right one. I was just trying to catch you. Okay. It's also like a man going off on an extended trip. He called his servants together and he delegated responsibilities. To one, he gave five 
$1,000. To another, he gave $2,000. And to a third one, he gave $1,000, depending on their abilities. Then he left them. Here you go. Here's $5,000. Here's $2,000. Here's a grand. And I'm leaving. Do with it what you will. After a, uh, after a long absence, the master of these three servants, they came back to settle up with them. The one given $5,000 showed off, and he was like, here, look, I've doubled my money. Here's $10,000. The master commanded him, good work. You did your job well. From now on, you get to be my partner. The servant with $2,000 showed out he had been doubled, and he doubled this investment, and uh, the master commended him, good work, good job. You're my partner now. Nice job. But the servant given $1,000 said this, Master, listen, Master, I know you have high standards and you hate careless ways, that you demand the best and make no allowance for error. I was afraid I might disappoint you. So I found a good hiding place and I secured your money in the ground. Here it is. It's safe and sound to the last so you stop there stop there for a second you're like okay where's he going on this where's this going where's this headed because because for me i think it takes a little bit of a turn the master was furious the master wasn't happy the master didn't say thank you the master was furious that's a terrible way to live it's criminal to live a cautious like that if you knew i was after the best Why did you do less than the least? The least you could have done was invest the sum of money with the banker, and you would have at least gotten a little bit of interest. Take that thousand, give it to the person that made the most, and be gone. What are you doing? And here's the reality of that. Time and time again, we are given these gifts, but we don't want to disappoint others with them. We don't want to mess up. God gives you the gift to sing, but then you're afraid to stand behind a microphone and glorify God through your talent because you might mess up. God gives you the gift to drum, but yet you're terrified to get behind drums because it might not sound the way that you feel like it should happen. God gives you the gift to preach, but you're afraid to stand on a stage and to be a voice. God gives you a gift to pray, but you're afraid of saying the wrong words. Take those challenges. That's exactly what this is all about. Take those risks. You're going to mess up, but when you mess up, you're going to develop. You're going to get better. You're going to get stronger. We do this together. Here's something that I challenge our staff to here at Movement Church when we meet. I challenge them. I say, I need you to develop your replacement. Not that you're leaving, but because we are a multiplying church, and we are not going to stay as one church, and so therefore you need to be developing your next leader, the person that's going to go to the next campus we plant, the person that's going to stay here while you go to another campus to plant, the person that's going to take over when you move into a different role in the church. It's whatever God is calling you to, but you've got to constantly be developing. And here's what I love about that. This is an important day. This is such a cool day for me because we're giving out two local minister's license today. And I think that this is probably one of the first times that this has happened. And if I'm just going to declare it is. Um, 
where like I'm literally, I'm giving my best friend a local minister's license, and then her best friend is getting a local minister's license. But that's just to say, hey, like, I'm starting this journey. I feel like God has laid a call in my life, and this is where we're headed. And it's big. This is a huge moment today, and I'm excited about that. I'm excited about being able to, to share that. But here's the reality of it. God has laid a call on each and every one of us. Are you able and are you willing to break through and to accept it? Push away those insecurities, push away those doubts, and accept what it is that God has for you. If he's called you to step on the mound, step on the mound, get ready to pitch, no matter what it looks like. If he's called you to play catcher, get back there and catch. It might not be the, the position that's in the middle of everything, but I'm telling you, it's one of the most important positions. Maybe first base, maybe second base, maybe outfield. Maybe he's called you to be the coach. Whatever it looks like for you, take it and run with it because God has something very important called for you. Father, I thank you so much for what it is that you are doing today at Movement Church. For the breakthroughs that are taking place far beyond these walls, but across the country and across the world, Father, that we are excited about what you are doing in your kingdom and, and the, the breakthroughs and the movements that we've been seeing taking place, Father. As we get ready to engage in what it is that you're calling us to, I pray that you push us farther than we've ever thought we could go. You push us into new places, into new realms, that we're obedient to your call, to your words, whether they're loud rushing waves or a gentle whisper. We know that you speak. We know that you call. We know that you develop, and we know that you use us. And so, Father, I'm excited to see what it is that you're going to do in these next steps as we process and we worship together, Father. We love you. We praise you today. Amen.